0: Well, all right, I have prepared and I'm ready. Rested, wrinkled, and ready.
1: That was the opening music to *Lilies of the Field, released in 1963, and starring Sidney Poitier. I think he's definitely the most famous name on the, the uh, credits there. But there was a great cast of supporting characters, which we'll talk about. And you're listening to... Uh, Classic Movie Reviews and you can find us on the internet at www.classicmoviereviews.net or in iTunes just search for Classic Movie Reviews and in Facebook you have to search for classicmoviereviews.net to find us but there we are and this is episode 105 is that right?
0: I have 106
1: uh, okay Starting to lose track here,
0: <laughs> but we're getting we're we're getting headed toward two hundred. That's what Hundred and six.
1: Yeah, eventually. yeah. I, I think we'll hit two hundred eventually. We'll get there.
0: Oh, and beyond, and beyond.
1: And I'm Matt Johnson, and I'm recording from North Bend, where it is in the nineties this
0: week. Whew, it's hot. And I'm uh, Bob Johnson here in Los Angeles, where today. At our place, it's supposed to be 104. Great weather for or 106, one or the other. Great weather for tanning.
1: Yeah, you might want to stay inside today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a, little bit, a little bit warm. So, Lilies of the Field, 1963. I remember when it, I saw it when it came out. I went to see it in Boulder. It's, a, it's an interesting, enjoyable, fun movie. But, you know, there's a, there's a whole level beyond just the story I mean, uh, there's more depth to it than the story, in my view. It's dealing with this itinerant uh, repairman, Sidney Poitier, these five uh, nuns that have escaped East Berlin through the wall, and they've ended up in Arizona, and then the uh, community, the Hispanic community. So it's got lots of different diverse points of view. Oh, plus... An interesting priest. Oh yeah, <laughs> so, and
1: and also the guy, the the owner of that construction company too. Oh uh, yeah, was, who
0: who happens to be the director of the film?
1: Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, yeah, great.
0: He probably looked at the budget for the film and said, "Ah, oh, I can do that part."
1: Yeah, I can't afford another actor, so I'll just do that part.
0: He's yeah, Ralph Nelson. He's Mister Ashton. He's uncredited in the uh, in the title, so. Should I give some background on this? Do you think? Would that be a good idea to start?
1: Well yeah, I think it would be great. And also, um, it's probably important to say that this was uh Sidney Portier won an Academy Award for this one, right?
0: He sure did. Best leading actor in a film.
1: And I read that he's now the the oldest survive. he's how do I say this? Like, um he's the oldest actor who has who's surviving that's won a an Academy Award. Does that make sense, like
0: Oh okay it he's, does he,
1: of of all the living actors right now that have won academy awards he's he's the the eldest of those of that group <laughs>
0: <clears throat> he's had an interesting life he uh um, is originally from the Bahamas and uh for about ten years he was the ambassador to Japan for the Bahama islands for the Bahamas and and, and then if that weren't enough to do. He was also at a part of that same time a second role as ambassador to uh, UNESCO, United Nations, one of the United Nations programs. Wow, mm-hmm. didn't and, know that. <clears throat> and he was he was extremely active in the uh, civil rights movement way wow. back in the late fifties and well, and I even 60s. think that
1: <clears throat> some of his acting roles are like supportive of that uh, the civil rights movement for sure.
0: Oh, yeah. We, we've we've This is our third movie that we've done of Sidney Poitier, but he's done so many others. You're you're yeah. right on that. Well, this film was, uh, I get the feeling it was kind of a low budget. I, I, I never did find an actual <laughs> realistic figure, but one thing I read said it was about a quarter of a million dollars for the budget.
1: Yeah, not only was it low budget, but they filmed it in 14 days.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, my goodness sakes.
1: Yeah, 14 days. That's that's amazing.
0: How'd they get that church built so fast?
1: Well, that's what's amazing <laughs> about it. That was an actual church that they built that yeah. could have stood for decades, but because it was on some rented property, they had to demolish it right after filming. But oh. they they worked through the night to keep up with where the construction should be to keep it current with where the story was when they were filming that day.
0: Oh, my goodness (laughs) sake! Even in 1963, $240,000 was not a big budget. But it did extremely well at the uh, box office. I I do know that. It was uh, distributed by United Artists and uh, the director, Ralph Nelson, who also is in the film. He plays the uh, contractor, business owner, Mr. Ashton. That's another level of the film. He's sort of... Comes around uh, to be more involved in the whole operation.
1: He does, but he's still a little bit grumpy about it.
0: <laughs> yes, <Yeah. laughs> as he drives off in his Lincoln. This yeah. is never going to end.
2: <laughs> Mr. Ashton, we need bricks, we need lumber, we need shingles, and plenty of cement because we will build a school and a hospital and we need beams. Please, Mr. Ashton, do you understand? Beams,
0: beams, that's
3: right. Hey, Smith. You and your chapel getting everybody involved. You've been making a lot of mischief around here. What's the matter? Now she's really after me. But the chapel's almost finished. Oh, no. She's just beginning. Next, you want a school, and then it's a hospital, and only God knows, and she, what comes next. You know, only so much is deductible. She's going to be on my back from now on.
1: That sweet
4: old lady.
0: Uh, he did well. Uh, well, uh, Mr. Nelson was uh, mainly a, uh, known for a lot of television work. Uh... But he did also uh, direct a a Cary Grant movie, Father Goose. I think it was Cary Grant's almost his last film. I'm not sure if it was the last one or not, in 1964. And then he had a Ralph, uh, Mr. Nelson had a big television success with Starsky and Hutch in the late 70s. That was a huge hit. And he did a lot of writing. He did a lot of television program writing and movie writing. Um so that was interesting. I know, I'm not sure this is his first full directing assignment. I, I, I didn't look that up. So, uh, but it, it, it's an enjoyable film. I remember when I saw it, it was it's kind of low key. It's just sort of like they open up, and here they are in northern the northern area of Tucson, where it looks like it's 200 degrees.
1: Well, and it opens up on a shot of uh, Homer Smith, who's the yeah. lead character played by Sydney Portier, is driving down this like freeway or highway that's in the middle of the desert that looks like it stretches on forever, and he's got some car trouble. His car is overheating, and he takes a turn down a side road and finds these five nuns that are uh, working in the working in the garden and trying to do some work on the house that they live in and he asked them for some water to put in his car and he's like uh that's all he really wants right is the water but the 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 head the the head nun mother maria played by lilia scala is sort of like oh our prayers have been answered god has brought you to us
0: (laughs) (laughs) she's not going to give up on homer and was, that's
1: kind of a recurring thing throughout the whole movie where she continually has faith that, that it's going to work out and that God is, has a plan for them.
0: Wasn't it interesting when they started exchanging biblical references?
1: Oh, my gosh, I love that scene. That was so great. <laughs> this isn't exactly a joke.
4: Now, I sit down. I give you a bill. You pay me. For my services. I put in two good days here, mother. I mean, I'm for hire, remember? Hire! Uh, I speak English not so good. You want to take advantage of a poor little country boy like me? Okay. Okay, we'll play it your way. Book of Luke, chapter 10, verse 7. Your Bible is all in German? I'll read it to you in English. And in the same house remain, eating and drinking such things as they give, for the laborer is worthy of his hire. Now, that's not exactly what I had in mind, but you get the idea. Mm. Proverbs
3: 1
4: 4. Cast in thy lot amongst us, let us all have one purse. Look, I am a poor man. I've got to work for wages. Now, I can't work for. Matthew chapter 6. 2 8 two eight two. Nine. Matthew, chapter 6,
2: 2, 8, two, 9. Schmidt, read it in English.
4: Why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. Yet I say unto you, not even Solomon in all his glories was arrayed as one of these. Consider the lilies. us that you go to bed tomorrow sunday is the mass in town is nine by the clock i'm a baptist i don't go to mass we go well how'd you get there before i came along we walk every sunday now we got you now damn it <gasps> you ain't got me good night schmidt. now get that very strange Schlafen Sie wohl, and cut schmidt. that out bless you schmidt
0: he was gonna lose that one no matter what
1: He's got this tiny little Bible that fits in his back pocket, and she's got this thing that looks like it could hold open a metal door. <laughs> it I, looked like I it weighed know. about 40 pounds.
0: And I think it's in German. Yeah. Hers, hers is in German. You know, I was thinking about uh, uh, Sidney Poitier's character, Homer Smith. The backstory on Homer would make an interesting movie in and of itself. Where did he come from?
1: Yeah, why is he living out of his car?
0: He's moving around, the car. doesn't want to stay any place very long. Where
1: did he get all these skills that he's got? Because he's he not only can he, you know, do repair work, but he can work heavy equipment.
0: Boy, like can he earth, ever yeah. the
1: big earth movers, and uh, he knows how to do plans, and and you know he's he's got a lot of skills.
0: I was reminded uh, of Homer Smith. I mean, he reminded me of uh, the character in the movie Shane, where Alan Ladd rides in on his horse from out of nowhere and then leaves oh, yeah, to nowhere. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And here comes Homer in his 1957 or 58 Plymouth station wagon from nowhere and at the end heads out to who knows where.
1: It was it was a, Fim, a Plymouth Suburban. I wonder if it's related to like the Chevrolet Suburbans that we have today.
0: Oh, then, is that right? Is that the name of the model? Because oh. it was
1: so big, it looked—you know—it looked like a—it looked like a suburban today. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I want one for those fins on the back.
1: It kind of reminded me of the family truckster from Family Vacation.
3: Dad, this is not the car you ordered.
0: Take
1: it easy, Rusty. Ed, uh,
3: this is not the car I ordered. I distinctly ordered the uh, Antarctic Blue Super Sports Wagon with the CB and the optional Rally Fun Pack. You didn't order the uh, Metallic P? Metallic P? No, Antarctic Blue. The sports wagon. This isn't even the right model. You know, I think you're right. I don't think this is the car. This is the new Wagon Queen family truckster. This is a a damn fine automobile. If you want my honest opinion, beats the hell out of the sports wagon.
1: But I want to make you happy, huh?
0: (laughs) 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 It didn't have the fake uh, wood grain, though. Or did no, it that's
1: true it was nicer than the family vacation nicer. car
0: so another backstory that was interesting and we kind of learn about it is the uh is the story of the five nuns and how they made it from east berlin to berlin to arizona and i was wondering to myself how in the world did they ever get stuck in this out of the way place it's just it's in the middle of nowhere, and they have to walk to their church service at the beginning. Oh, God, that
1: walk must have been oh. at least an hour or two.
0: Oh, in those heavy robes,
1: in the middle of the desert, yeah. Uh, and I, that story about how they got to Arizona was interesting, and it comes right after Homer Smith is complaining about how uh, things aren't working out for him, and how he wants to. I think it was when he was saying he wants to be the one who builds the yes, the, the chapel and. And then uh, Mother Maria says something like, well, God is building the chapel and you're sitting here complaining because you're not him or something like that. It was a great line.
0: (laughs) She had had some beauties. She was also nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress, but uh, she lost the role to, guess who? Margaret Rutherford. Oh my gosh, really? Margaret Rutherford won that year for the movie VIPs. Oh, my favorite <laughs> my favorite sleuth yeah, That's I, I awesome. had to look that up because I knew that Margaret Rutherford won uh, in, in around that time and it turns out she beat out Lilia Scala.
1: Yeah, Lilia Scala did great uh, she in wasn't this movie. She? she was a real hard oh. person I mean she was not gonna give up on making this work. She was going to make the best of it, I guess is one way to say it.
0: She has a great line, and I'm skipping ahead to where they're they're now building the chapel and he's he's got all these people that he first doesn't want to have help and resists any help because he wants to build it himself, and the guy comes out from the store and says, "Well, you'll be really good at this when you're dead cause yeah, where would you like himself. to bury
1: Where would you like us to bury you
0: <laughs> but then he, he's supervising these people in a very autocratic way and and the head nun Lilia says to him uh, as, as he's walking away. She goes, "Ah, Hitler."
1: Well, yeah, because <laughs> earlier he had said something to her about how she was kind of uh, that was a, that was a, there was a lot of interesting interactions oh, between Homer yes. Smith and Mother Maria. But the one that I was thinking of there was he kind of said that she's acting like a Hitler. Yes. And and I think he regretted saying that like immediately after he said it, because he got this look on his face where he kind of realized like, well, that was pretty harsh. And they actually escaped from Germany. So, (laughs) but then he kind of just kept going and he sort of didn't mention it again, but then she says it to him. And I thought that was kind of funny way to bring it back around to say, Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, it's not so easy being a leader. It's not so easy trying to get things done.
0: They had they had many many exchanges, and I love the uh, music. When he's singing,
1: tell
4: you what we, <clears throat> I sing one of them uh, down home go to meeting songs, and you're gonna have to help me out. You join in with me, all right? Okay, all you have to sing is amen. 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 Nick, amen. 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 Right. Okay. Now here we go. <clears throat> amen. amen. Amen,
2: amen, amen, amen.
4: Now, come on. Amen.
2: Yeah, the
1: music, uh, just the incidental music was great, and then that when they're singing the uh, Amen song, that was great.
0: And they had they had to have somebody sing his part because apparently, from what I read, Sidney Poitier is tone deaf. Oh, really? so but it it sounded to me like it was him. They did a really excellent oh, job. Yeah, of, and he sang in the Defiant
1: ones too. Remember at the end of that yeah. movie, he sang. Yeah. I
0: don't know if that was lip synced or.
1: Well, and then also they had the, the they had to ask the the women that were playing the nuns to sing worse because they were they were singing too well.
0: Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that either. So
1: they actually ended up uh, doing some editing to flatten out their their voices, uh, oh. just to make it sound like you know they weren't professional singers or something.
0: I, it, I, there's so much going on in this. Yeah, uh, I think
1: we're jumping all over the place. We but are another we are. another uh, speech that I thought was great was that same one where he was talking about how he wanted to build the chapel himself and how if if under different circumstances he had been educated he could have been an architect or an engineer and he could have thrown a bridge across the san francisco bay or built a rocket to go to jupiter and i think the thing that struck me was that he wants to be the the one right like the the person that builds this church but you know, no one person could build the bridge or no one person could build the rocket. So I think part of the message of the movie is that it you can't do these things all on your own. You have to have help.
0: I think that good, that's a good point. I know when I watched this back in 1963, I just enjoyed it on the surface of what was going on, but watching it several times since then, there's more and more to this story. And yet it's really simple on, on when you watch it. There's it's straightforward it holds your interest well to go back um homer shows up and he gets uh talked into helping them uh, to to pay for his meal I, which was really nice it was one egg and a some kind of bread it looked like one it was bread a glass of
1: milk and some bread oh, with the, butter on it or something <laughs> like that and then he says you're really living off the land here aren't you <laughs> <laughs>
0: But he starts working there and then little by little he ends up driving them to uh mass on Sunday. But he's not going to go because he's a Baptist. Yeah. So he goes to Juan's general store and meets a most interesting character.
1: Uh he was one of my favorite parts. Stanley Adams plays Juan.
0: He's wonderful in this role. Yeah, he's great. He had an interesting life too in film. I was reading a back a little background on him and he was in a lot of different films, and then his career was cut short because he had a bad back injury making some film. But anyway, that uh, that was interesting. Where he, uh, he, uh, Sidney uh, Poitier orders his breakfast, mm-hmm. it was everything from pancakes to bacon to eggs to. I think he wanted fresh orange, fresh squeezed orange juice, and he's like ten miles from anywhere. Yeah, in this little in this little restaurant.
1: He's so hungry. All he's been eating is buttered bread and <laughs> milk, and he That's wants a, he wants pancakes and eggs uh, and beans with cheese on it. And <laughs> it's like wow, everything.
0: So they have a really, really fascinating discussion.
4: Hey, what's the matter? You're not in church. I'm a Baptist. What are you doing? Working for the sisters. I work for myself. How come you're not in church? I got a business. But you're a Catholic. No! I was born
2: one, but... Father Murphy... What's the matter with him? He drinks. He's a priest. He's Irish. Oh. Holy, 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 huh? You pray hard enough and your stomach doesn't feel empty anymore. Praying does not pay the rent. And praying does not fill up the gas. God ain't gonna get behind this counter and sling hash. Me? I gotta fill my wallet. (laughs) Hey. What? They pay you? Sure. I just wondered. I heard they don't have a cent. Not a cent. Crazy, those sisters trying to farm that land. They aren't mean enough.
4: That old mother, she'll do. Oh!
2: You know, old Gus he used to own the place. He could grow potatoes on their rock. He left the place to this religious order back in Germany, East Germany. The sisters came over the wall, they tell you about that?
4: No. Like in Berlin?
2: See, over the wall, across the ocean, across the country, to what? This.
4: Uh, They can't even talk the language. I've been straightening them out on that score. Yeah, Yeah? shown up. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, Uh, you ain't gonna hang around
2: with the sisters.
4: I'm just passing
2: through. That's right. The sisters ask you something, you tell them no. You keep right on going. eh? You got a pie
4: there? Sure. Uh, The whole one. Can I have it? It's gonna cost you. Wrap it. I'm a millionaire from Wall Street. My name is Homer Smith. Juan Acalito.
0: <laughs> and then Sidney, at some point, not too long after this, meets the priest who's holding service off the back end of a Chevrolet pickup.
1: And living out of an a, a, a RV like a little camper.
0: I know. <laughs> he gets done, goes into his RV, t- takes off his sunglasses, lights up a smoke, and says, ah, this is my dream.
1: <laughs> yeah, he says something that I I thought was really interesting. He says, you know, when I joined the priesthood, I had all these dreams, and I, I prayed that I would get assigned to the Vatican or someplace really important. And and then he and then he kind of looks around, and he says, and this is where I ended up. But again, I think I think that's another theme of the movie, which is uh, you never you can't really plan for how these things are going to go, right? Like it, life just happens it unfolds and
0: yeah he said i thought also that he had five of these uh churches that he had to drive around to in his 400
1: miles a week he says <clears throat> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then what is that he's putting on his face remember that all that that looked like some really bad aftershave
1: Yes, some aqua velvet or something like that. It's
0: like, whoa, <laughs> this this is not what I expected. I,
1: I thought it was just water because he was hot and he was kind of like washing oh. some of the dust off of his face. Yeah, but.
0: Let's hope that's not aqua velvet or he would have had to leave the trailer.
1: Well, because the other part of me was like, well, he's getting ready to go out to the bar. Because wasn't he an alcoholic? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> he was an alcoholic. He was
0: battling that. So we meet, we meet uh, Father Murphy, played by Dan Fraser uh and then the the plot continues to unfold with a constant lecturette from the good sister about sydney's need to help oh yeah, and that's... i
1: kept i kept expecting her i kept expecting her to say something to him cuz all he guy all he really wanted was her to say thank you to him yeah and and her kind of response to that effort was that it's not it's not you i'm going to thank i'm going to thank the lord i'm not i'm not you know, you're 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 not the one who's making this happen. Uh, but then, well, yeah. Anyway, he kind of tricks her into saying thank you at the end of the movie. Yeah, he does. It
0: <laughs> does. And then, even then, I thought he felt bad about that. <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, somewhere along the way in here, he meets Mr. Ashton at the construction company because he needs to find some kind of work.
1: Well, because he's, I think. I think he's kind of torn between, he wants to stay, there's something about helping them build this chapel, or as they they say, chapel, we're going to build a chapel. Chapel. We
4: built a chapel. It's very nice. What's a chapel? An Kleine Kirche, uh, a chapel. We built a chapel right here. Who's V? You. Lots of luck, mother. I ain't building no chapel. Yeah, you.
0: And it's uh, amen, not amen.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> There's something about staying and helping them that he he really is intrigued by. Like he, he He's wanting to do that, but at the same time, he can't go on just eating uh, bread with butter on it and drinking milk. So he needs to make some money to buy food because the first thing he does after he gets that job... Uh, helping build the freeway is go to the grocery store and fill up his cart with uh, some meat and some canned goods. And, you know, I think he's he's sort of like, I have to eat. <laughs>
0: well, I think he looked in his wallet. If I counted right, he had like either 11 or $13. Yeah. Even then it was not a lot of money, but I think he decided he had to do something. And the guy, oh, that was a great scene where he meets Mr. Ashton.
1: Yeah, I was just gonna say we should talk about that because I. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting.
0: That was a, that was a real pointed response to uh, Ashton saying to him, "Hey, boy."
1: Right, because he says it back to him. He, he says, says, "Hey, boy." Right, he yeah. says, "Right." <laughs> hey, boy. Are you Schmidt. Well,
3: that's
4: what they call me. My name is uh, Homer Smith. Are you the fellow
3: who's supposed to build a chapel for those nuns? They must be kidding. Why? Well, they tell me you're their contractor. So? Are you a contractor? Well, what's wrong with that? Well, uh, what kind of contractor? <clears throat> Independent. You a local man? I don't remember our doing business before. I'm out of state. Uh, How did they get mixed up with you? How did they ever talk you into a thing like this? Nobody talked me into anything. Well, they conned me out of some adobe brick and some lumber. I figured I could write that off. But listen, if you're their contractor, like you say, tell her to take her business someplace else. My terms are strictly cash. You understand, boy?
4: I understand. Hey, boy! You need a good man? A good man. I can give you two days a week. Doing what? Moving earth. Those. You got an experience? I can handle almost any earth-moving equipment you've got. Two days a week? What are you going to be doing the rest of the time? Uh, what have we been talking about? I'm going to build me a chapel. Okay,
3: contractor. I'll pay you the going rate for labor on whatever job you're assigned. 7 o'clock Thursday morning. But if you're snowing me about being able to use that equipment, you'll be out of here at 7.15.
0: I'm given. I'm given as good as I got.
1: Well, and yes, yeah, as, as as I was watching the movie unfold, I was thinking that uh, the fact that he's a, a black man doesn't seem to be really a big part of this movie. You know, it's more that he's this itinerant worker who happens to come upon these nuns, and he's kind of going to help them build this chapel uh, until he goes into town and actually looks for a job. And then it comes up, right? And, and Yeah. It's, and then it becomes an issue. And, and it's totally... It's not like he says the N-word, or it's it's not like he's comp- a, really abusive to him, but it, it's like this subtle power dynamic between them that is so well written and <clears throat> acted. I, I just thought that was one of the best scenes of the movie.
0: It is it is one of the best scenes, and I think it's one of the best characteristics of uh, Sidney Poitier. To show the strength that he had as a person, in, in the way he responded to Ashton's comment, and in the heat of the night, there's a lot of that, a lot of that going back and forth between him and uh, Rod Steiger and other people in town. He he's not he's not taking anything, you know. Yeah. That's what I think. That's part of the reason he was so popular and and uh, groundbreaking. He was only the second African American to ever win an Academy Award back in 1963 so yeah that scene and then and then later uh mr ashton has a job for him to be foreman so he's he's come a long way from the the guy didn't know whether he could operate the equipment and now ashton wants him to be a foreman for some new project he got
1: yeah, because he sees how well he's uh, how well he's managing all the people helping to build the chapel, and it's it's funny because uh, the Mr. Ashton says, "Well, you know how it is. It's really hard to get good labor." And then he looks around and there's like thirty people helping build this chapel. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, exactly. I thought <laughs> you
1: know, and it's kind of like, well, I guess it's hard if you're kind of a jerk, but if you know, you're if you're doing something, it. if you're doing something meaningful, it's not so hard.
0: Ashton never quite comes all the way around and that probably makes it seem more real. He comes yeah, a long he, way, but
1: he comes a long way and, and <clears throat> I think if he completely changed his character, I think that you're right, it wouldn't have been as good. Cuz you're all, you're kind of left at the end thinking, well, he's he's going to help, but he's going to kind of he's going to do it begrudgingly.
0: I, was I, think I his, was. I
1: think his line is there's only so much that's a write off, a tax write off yes, that you can give.
0: because <laughs> yeah, the, the good sister wants to now have a school and a hospital.
1: Yeah, and I was <laughs> reading that the book. Um, I, I, I kind of want to read the book now because I guess the movie is a really faithful ad- adaptation of the book, but there's an epilogue in the book where uh, Homer Smith comes back after some. Uh, like 30 years has passed or some quite a, there's quite a bit of time that passes and now there's a school there and there's a hospital and they've memorialized him in the chapel as, uh, as almost like a saint. Um, So,
0: Oh my gosh. Well, you know, there was a sequel. I found, I read that. I found some, uh, it was uh, called Christmas lilies of the field. It was made in 1979 for television and in that, Homer Smith was played by Billy D. Williams, um, and the director was uh, the same uh, same director as uh, for the movie.
1: Well, I think that was a pilot for a TV series that didn't quite get off the ground. But yeah, oh, that's interesting. okay.
0: Yeah. So it's there's a lot going on, and uh, I tell you, I I also enjoyed uh, the size of the car that Mister Ashton had. They don't make them that way anymore. That thing looked like you could hold a, you could have 10 people in there. Not
1: unless it's like an SUV or something, yeah. (laughs) It's
0: an enormous Lincoln. Wow.
1: (laughs) It was a Plymouth. It was a Plymouth.
0: Well, well, Homer's was a Plymouth, but I think Mr. Ashton's was a Lincoln.
1: Oh, Mr. Ashton's. car. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, both
0: of them were big, that's for sure.
1: They were both. I thought it was interesting, too, when uh, about, they're about, halfway through the movie or maybe maybe a little bit more through the movie Homer decides he's had enough and it doesn't look like they're going to be able to get the materials to build the chapel and he feels like that that this contract or this agreement that they had where he would help build the chapel and they would supply the materials is isn't working out and so he decides he's going to leave and he leaves for I guess about three weeks or something and then he comes back as the and and during that time we see how him being there has made their life better and yep you know and, and they don't have to walk into town and and it's much easier on the farm with another person around helping and But then he comes back he comes driving down the road going about 100 miles an hour <laughs> i know I,
0: he barely misses some of them i that. thought he was
1: going to hit them yeah <clears throat> But he swings around and comes up to to where Mother Maria is and uh, doesn't even say anything, just gets out of the car and opens the door for them and they all get in the car and they drive off to town. And he's wearing like a Hawaiian shirt and he's got
0: these sunglasses on. (laughs) I would love to know the story of where he was for that period of time when he left.
1: Yeah, I made up a story that he went to Los Angeles and it didn't quite work out because when he's talking to Juan, he's rubbing his eye like he's got a black eye. Like he got in a fight or something Oh, that's
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. So that would make it that that's probably what happened. I'm sure he didn't didn't get that T-shirt or that uh, Hawaiian shirt at Juan's. No. And then Juan's like, well,
1: why, you know, what happened? Why'd you, why'd you do what you did? And he he goes, well, you mean, why did I leave? And he goes, no, why did you come back?
0: (laughs) 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 He's, he's, they, every time I try to leave, they pull me back in. Yeah. Oh, it's a wonderful film, and and they make progress, and they have a lot of people that start helping, and then it gets out of control because Homer's all upset because he didn't do it by himself, so he goes off and pouts.
1: Yeah, he's pouting off to the side while all these other people are working on it, and
0: they're making a. Turns mess out of it. that
1: there's nobody actually in charge because they're they're just sort of building, they're just putting bricks down, and there's no, they're not really following the plan, so. Uh, Mother Maria gets all upset, saying the walls are too high and and this isn't where it's supposed to be. And you got to put this over there. And and uh, Juan is sort of uh, he's sort of the mediator. He's, he he goes over and is trying to help, yeah. but he's not really able to help either. So then Homer Smith comes over and he's like, "Okay, well I I see now where my place is. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna help build this chapel, but I can't do it all by myself." And I think that was where he sort of came around to understanding how this was all going to work out for him.
2: You quit, they go home. The walls fall down. The rain, she melts the bricks. The wind, she blows away the dust. They will be back getting their spiritual comfort from the the back end of a pie wagon.
4: Come, come, please, come back
2: like it was. Everyone working together and laughing and singing, and that's the way how it should be.
4: Hold it. Everything is cockeyed. That beam, Mario, Pedro, it belongs there. Look, here's the way it goes. That beam sits on a joist and it supports the roof. You got it? Yeah. yeah. And the walls, the walls, they're not high enough Hey, Asus, we need more adobe all around. This oh, oh, Some oh. boss, eh? See, see. Every job needs a boss who knows what he's doing. I'm no boss, but I just know how I want my chapel built. Now, uh, Felipe, once we get that beam in place, uh, we're going to pitch the roof, yeah? Like this. You follow? Yeah.
1: El boss, And oh. Because oh. then he becomes sort of the foreman of the, of the construction project.
0: And and you were saying earlier that they had to build that because they shot the film in fourteen days, so they had to build that. No no wonder they were working twenty four hours a day.
1: Yeah, building that chapel in fourteen days. Uh, yeah.
0: So they finally complete the chapel. Oh, I also liked it when Mr. Ashton showed up with a whole truckload of bricks, <laughs> out of the right. blue, out of nowhere, and he said, "Well, they're seconds." They, right, nurse. so I'm
1: going to give you these, but they're but they're not the good ones.
0: <laughs> so they wanted. They, so I think uh, Homer says, "Well, we'll grind them up for ground cover," and then Ashton realizes, "Oh, wait a minute, they're better than that." And they use them to build the uh, tower with the cross on top.
1: Yeah, but the thing was that they were building the chapel out of adobe. And, yeah,
0: yeah, it doesn't but, work. And then he
1: brings out these bricks, which aren't going to work because they're two different building materials. But I guess they figured out how to use them. But I just products. thought it was funny yeah. that Ash, Ashton helps with like he wants. There's certain things attached to it, right? So. Yeah, he wants
0: credit and, <laughs> and a tax deduction. <laughs> yeah. And I think at some point he was trying to avoid the good uh, mother,
1: mother Maria. Yeah, <laughs> help because one because he asked Juan, well, why are you doing this? You're not, you don't you don't you don't go to church, and he goes, well, it's insurance. I don't believe what they believe but if they're right at least I've got insurance <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one yeah right it's a good way to look at it yeah <laughs> and, that, so. and, then that, and then they complete building the chapel they're just about done and they just have a little bit more to do but they decide to have a fiesta <laughs> <So>. yes <laughs> a,
0: a bit too much tequila
1: and it's only the it's only the men that are sort of really celebrating all the women are sitting off to the side shaking their heads and
0: oh they were very upset
1: yeah, it's like, women. I think one of them says every time they build a, a bar and every time they build a house or a chapel, they have to have a fiesta.
0: And, <laughs> and then
1: we cut to the next morning and they're all hung over.
0: <laughs> yes, they looked they looked a little bit shopworn. But the chapel is finally completed, and I thought it was excellent uh, inside the chapel when they're, the, the priest shows up and he talks more about how unrealistic he had been and what he wanted to do. And yeah. It was kind of a, a really positive statement about the building of the church and how well it had been put together. So he's an interesting character in himself. They could make a movie about Homer, Juan, and Father Murphy.
1: Yeah, that's, what's, it's They're cool each, because there's all these backstories that they yeah. allude to and you never hear much more than just a couple sentences. It's just enough to get your imagination going and to think about, well, how did they end up in this little town in Arizona, you know, cause they, they all seem to have these bigger plans for their life. And here they all find themselves in this little dust bowl town.
0: So, um, the evening before the big opening of the chapel, Homer starts singing, uh, amen or amen, depending on how you say that. And then he sort of makes an exit. And, the. Uh, Good mother kind of realizes that he's leaving. Mm-hmm. You could see by the look on her face, she knew something was going on. And he could, yeah, because I,
1: he, he, it wasn't his place to stay there after that was done. I think he accomplished what he felt like he needed to. I, I thought his life was interesting, though, just living out of the back of a car and, and not having any real responsibilities and just. Just kind of going from place to place, and I think that would be super stressful at the same time. But he seemed to be at peace with it, right? Like he was—he yeah. he was a happy go yeah. lucky kind of guy and didn't seem to be bothered by much.
0: It made me want to know even even more about his backstory. I just remember too that the uh, the good nuns kept calling him Schmidt. Schmidt, yeah, Homer, Homer Schmidt. Schmidt. <laughs> Schmidt. <laughs> uh, and finally, this—I think this is when. Uh he tricks uh mother Maria into saying thank you before right. he exits. Right. A, so. And and
1: they both look kind of pained by it. like he he looks guilty that he tricked her into saying it, and she looks like not happy that she got tricked into saying it. I know. <laughs> she,
0: she was not she was a hard person. Well, they she'd had one heck of a life, that's for sure. So um it's a really excellent movie that I'd recommend. And if you'd like to know my rating, I give it a 10.
1: Yeah, I give it a 10. It's just
0: so well done. It's right up there with our 10s, I think. Um,
1: I was reading some of the reviews on IMDb, and there's a lot of people that give it 10s. and uh, But the main sort of the main theme of the comments was that it's a very simple premise and a very sort of simple story but there's just so much more going on when you actually think about all the characters and like we were talking about their backstory and how do they end up there. And there's just little moments too, that just made me smile or laugh or unexpected things that they would say that I would be like, huh, I didn't, that's funny. And I'd find myself, I kind of, I watched it by myself, but I found myself laughing. Uh, (laughs) If anybody was around, they would be like, what's up with him?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's received a lot of different awards. Um, from the American Film Institute, it's it's listed uh, in one of the in their top 100. Homer's listed a nominated hero, one of the top 100s, and the film is listed in the top 100 for being for, for what they call Cheers, the positiveness of the story. Mm, yeah. So I, I liked it a lot. I do really. Um, um,
1: the one last thing I wanted to say is I. I I always wondered what the title meant, but it's actually from a verse in the Bible.
0: You'd be right. Um, the Sermon
1: on the Mount, I think, is what it's from, and when they when they reference that, I think it was in that scene where they're going back and forth with their Bible verses, and Mother Maria reads that particular one, and I thought that was really poignant. You know that what a perfect name for the for the book and the movie.
0: It really, it really is or was. It also was a Broadway musical in 1970, Look to the Lilies. I forgot to mention that. Hm. So, well, our next f- podcast, we're going to do, drumroll, The Sugarland Express.
1: Yeah, I think this is interesting. I've never seen it. It's the first feature motion picture directed by Steven Spielberg. I think the made-for-TV movie that he did where the truck oh, driver... Oh, Duel. Duel, yeah.
0: With Dennis Weaver.
1: I think that was before this movie, but I think this was his first uh, feature film that he directed, starring Goldie Hawn.
0: Boy, she was... Uh, this, this was 1970... I think 1975, something like that. So it would have been one of her early, if not her first film role. And the... Um, the husband is an actor that has been in many, many movies and oftentimes plays a bad guy. Can't think of his name right now, but <clears throat> I believe he's uh, the reporter in Die Hard. That at the end of the movie, the uh, woman punches him in the nose.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I can't
0: think of his name though. Gosh.
1: So this movie is uh, available on the Netflix DVD service. Uh, so we've made a commitment to trying to watch movies that we can get through things like that, not buying, buying the movies, make it a little Uh,
0: easier for people to find them also.
1: Yeah. And it gets expensive if you're spending 15, 20 bucks on a movie, every, (laughs) every episode. Uh, So, so, yeah. So that'll be interesting. I think just kind of looking at some really early work from Steven Spielberg will be, will be fun. And I've always really enjoyed Goldie Hawn and her movies so something a little different
0: i got your uh, text on a couple of films that you thought we should add to our inventory i've never yeah, seen either one we, of them
1: i'm gonna see where we can get those because i think that would be a <clears> good <throat> double feature but there's
0: uh it was scary the posters were scary
1: i think one was called the demon seed yeah, right. which is about uh, a, a smart house uh, so basically, it's a home that has like an artificial intelligence that's running it, and and it traps the the wife of the inventor in the house, and basically, oh, wow. it basically proceeds to do some really evil things. So
0: <laughs> that, that's very appropriate for. And I think there's technology. a movie coming
1: out this year that has a similar plot, but the idea of like a smart home run by an AI was so that's really early for a movie like that uh, this was in the 70s
0: yeah i remember that i remember the movie being out but i've never seen it and the then other i think one. the other one was called
1: bug or bugs or something
0: <laughs> but i remember watching that one really late
1: at night on like one of those like one o'clock in the morning <laughs> late night film things that they would right? have on tv and it was it scared me because it was it's about this plague of giant cockroaches that have this ability to catch things on fire uh, and it just all hell breaks loose when they get because there's you know there's millions of them, uh, oh, and I word. just thought wow like that would be terrible because cockroaches are really hard to kill and if they could if they were giant and they could start fires that would be bad.
0: That's even worse than the movie them.
1: Yeah, <laughs> kind of it kind of like we could have like we could have like this uh, film festival thing of like science fiction movies that star
0: insects. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's probably a hundred of them.
1: Uh, phase four, <clears throat> we did phase four, we did them. Uh, oh, don't forget
0: Anaconda. Remember Anaconda? Oh, oh that's too <laughs> yeah. new though. That's too. That's, that's, that's too new. Too that's new, that's, yeah. a, that's a.
1: That's a. That's That's a reptile. <clears throat> yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> it's too new, and it's the wrong species. <laughs> All right.
1: Anyway, uh, well I don't know we have such a long list of movies to cover. we'll We'll add those to the list, but those seemed interesting and you said you hadn't seen them so that piqued my interest as well.
0: I have not seen either one of those no they may they may be hard to get too.
1: yeah. All right <laughs> well, that was uh, that was Lilies of the Field and uh, yeah we both really loved it and you can again also get that through the Netflix DVD service. I highly recommend you watching it if you can and coming to you from hot and sunny North Bend this is Matt Johnson
0: and Bob Johnson from Los Angeles wishing you happy movie watching With my cataract surgery, I can see clear out of one eye and not out of the other, no matter what I do, because I'm not yet over the surgery. Oh, right. So it's it's weird. The depth perception is a little off.
1: And then you get the other eye worked on, right?
0: Yeah. I should have a patch. You should. That would be cool. <laughs> Go to the Halloween store and get a patch.